Thanks to Mack Weldon for supporting the instance. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and high quality fabrics. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash instance and enter the promo code instance. And by BetterHelp. For 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com, go to BetterHelp.com slash instance and start living a better life today. And by Canva Pro for supporting the instance. Canva Pro is the design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to Canva.me slash instance. Sounds like pirates are in the room. Ooh, pirates. I love pirate music. I wonder what that's about. Well, we might be talking about pirates today then in a way that you'll all like. Trust me. Just stick around for a second. I want to thank some patrons first before we do anything else. And, of course, welcome everybody around the table. I'm Scott Johnson. Uh, Garrett Weinzerl over there. Hi, Garrett. I am huffing the sweet odor of chlorine to make me feel like I'm going on Pirates of the Caribbean. Fantastic. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is very chlorinated in that, and it really stinks in there. I don't like it. But yeah, please, like, on my deathbed, I just want to smell the water from Pirates <laughs> one more time. One more time, please. Uh, also, back with us, uh, Jocelyn uh, Kearney. Welcome back, Jocelyn. We missed you. Hope you had a, a good week last week, and welcome back. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm really, really glad to be back. Good. It's nice to hear your voice. Good to get all three of us in here. I'm excited about Pirates. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but a couple of people who are not pirates are some of our newest patrons at patreon.com slash instance. And I want to thank everybody for jumping on board in the last couple of weeks since we launched this thing. It means a lot to us. Uh, for example, Oba, who jumped in at the common level, Maggie, who jumped in at the Warforged level, and Dr. Jerry Tolbert at the Warforged level as well. Uh, grateful for all of them and all of you and everybody who has supported us so far at patreon.com slash instance that's patreon.com slash instance let's get to our big topic of the day all right mother scratchers gather around the fire and let's talk about piracy no not the kind where you steal software or whatever uh and really not even the kind that means you you steal booty except in video game form sea of thieves maybe the best game nobody's playing or i shouldn't say that a lot of people are playing it in fact (laughs) lot of people playing Sea of Thieves still, yeah. Scott. Come it's, on. It's very, it's very you popular. You to find out just how many people are still playing <laughs> this that's, game. That's right. I'm about to find out via email how many of you hated what I just said. But here's the deal. I actually have some stats on this. Uh, according to, uh, this is based mostly on achievement data and a few other factors uh, that go into this. And I found this on a website called merfolkslullaby.com slash stats, a site dedicated to all things. Rolls off the tongue. It does, doesn't it? You'll never forget it. Uh, estimated 26,287,259 players currently playing that game. Uh, we're having that game. Players on Steam pl- uh, peak around 66,000 simultaneous when things are hot, depending on the night, night of the week, that sort of thing. That's a lot of people on just the Steam version of the game. Well, and the Steam the Steam version only just came out um, within the past, like, I think, year, year and a half. Like, it very much was built on Xbox Game Pass. It was like the first title that released exclusively on Game Pass, like with the release of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot more people that actually play on the Xbox platform as opposed to uh, on Steam. Are you surprised? Whether that's like on PC or the actual console, but I think a lot of people use Game Pass to play Are, Sea of Thieves. I, I agree. Like if they're playing, cause, yeah, because the PC version of Game Pass, of course, supports it. And uh, yeah, you know, Xbox Series S and X now have optimized versions of the game to run on there. Anybody with an old Xbox One is still playing it there, I suppose. So we don't know what those daily numbers are because for whatever reason, this is just Steam peak players. But that's pretty impressive for being, you know, new to the platform. And this is all also right around the time a year or so ago where Microsoft suddenly said, we're putting all our shit everywhere. You can get it on Game <laughs> Pass if you want. You can get it on Game Pass PC if you want. Get it on console if you want. But also, hey, if you just want to straight up buy Sea of Thieves or you just want to buy Halo Infinite when it comes out or, or um, Gears 5, here they are. They're just here on Steam for your normal price that you pay for video games. 
and also over on Epic. And guess what? You can also get it here and here and here. Like they just seem to have this moment of like, yeah, we'll just everybody play wherever the hell you want to play it. And when that happened, uh, I think that was probably a bump for Sea of Thieves, uh, at least, uh, you know, at least on the PC side, given the size and and uh, coverage of Steam. But, you know, 66,000 simultaneous players, not a slouchy number that's up there in some of the higher numbers. Um, and another interesting stat, 3 million Kraken kills in that game. Have you ever killed a Kraken, Jocelyn? You ever? Uh, I have killed a Kraken, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? How did that go? Was it difficult? Is it like the ultimate in the game or... Uh, we'll get more into what this game is today, but all I hear about is Krakens. So is the Kraken worth it? <laughs> uh, so the Kraken is elusive, I think, which is why people um, kind of talk about it a lot is because, I mean, I don't think I saw a Kraken for three or four months. Like <laughs> they are, they're kind of rare. And um, I think they only spawn when a ship is actually nearby. So like, because the servers kind of like cycle through events. And so if like the Kraken's going to spawn in one spot and nobody sails by it, it'll go to the next event after like a despawn timer sort of thing. Oh, interesting. Um, So yeah, it's it's probably the most like elusive of the events because it also doesn't have like um, a lot of the things like the the skeleton forts, the skeleton ship fights, um, some of the newer events like the flame heart event and stuff all have like indicators up in the sky, like the clouds change shape and color, mm. but the Kraken doesn't have that. So it uh, it doesn't get activated, I think, as much as as the other events do. Is it a hard fight? I assume it is. It's like a uh, boss. It's not really hard. It's more tedious. Like once you've done it once, that's enough. Siv <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in the chat says he's been killed by the Kraken about three million times. So there's a good stat for you. Yeah, but then he said it was actually Megs, which Megs spawn all the time. So those are the giant sharks. <laughs> oh, the Megalodon. Uh, I didn't yeah. know the game had those. Okay, so this this brings us to the important part of all this. The game launched kind of in an okay state when it first happened, and people were really excited about it. This is Rare, you know, or a Microsoft-acquired company that used to do all Nintendo titles back in the day. And everyone has high anticipation anytime Rare makes something. Um, by the way, that transition happened right before the 360. So, you know, Rare's been with Microsoft for a long time. Make another um, Viva Pinata, you cowards. No kidding. <laughs> Damn it, Garrett. There's a Viva Pinata skin for your ship in Sea of Thieves. Is there? Not the same, but I didn't know that. And actually, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> game actually was great. <laughs> I loved that game. That game was awesome. They are cowards for not making any one of those. Anyway. Uh, so that game launched in pretty decent shape, but I remember at the time people were like, oh, I don't know. It's not, it's got these problems and this problem. And, you know, it's a little empty right now. And, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't like universal praise for the game from either players or, uh, or critics at the time, but you're telling us, or you've told me offline and will probably tell us again here, that game is very, very, very different now. Uh, tell me why, what, what's good now? Why, why in Jocelyn's opinion, should we all be flocking to the to the game and playing it. So see if these when it launched, like it, it very much went the same sort of way as No Man's Sky. It's the comparisons between Sea of Thieves and No Man's Sky happen all the time. Mm. And for good reason, um, it did. It launched in a way that um, Rare's vision was very much like pirate sandbox. Like we're going to build you this world. There's going to be islands on it and you're going to go find the fun. And I think a lot of people were expecting a little bit more guidance in as opposed to just going in and, and creating fun out of nothing. Uh, and so I think a lot of people got in there and said, oh, man, this is just a huge grind. And they kind of like they made the mistake <laughs> of assuming mm. it would take people four to six months to reach Pirate Legend, which was supposed to give them enough time to put a bunch of content behind that title. However, in the world of streaming, the longest, I think, it, or the first pirate legend, it happened in like the first week and a half. And there was literally nothing there. Oh, so once the player base had confirmation that there was like, you got to pirate legend and then there was nothing, <laughs> then everybody kind of went, well, then what's the point of the grind? Yeah. And a lot of people bounced off at that point in time. So since then... Uh, one thing that I absolutely love about Rare is not only do they absolutely freaking love their game, like maybe more than any dev team I've ever seen. Like they just love it. They love being in it. They love making it. 
And because they're so engaged, they listen to the community like crazy. Sea of Thieves has so much to do now. They have like um, daily event quests you can do. They have like a, a season's battle pass. And you, the way you earn points for the battle pass is by completing what are called deeds. They have uh, a whole like voyage system where you can go and buy different kinds of voyages. And the voyages have, have also changed since the beginning because they heard the feedback that some of the... Um, some of the factions you could grind out rep for weren't as fun as others. So mm. they've made a lot of changes. I particularly like the changes they've made to the merchants now. Um, it used to be that you would like get things from one outpost and have to take them to the other outpost. And that was just boring. Now you have to go search for lost merchant ships. So you have to like try to chart their path and look for shipwrecks and like recover the manifest of everything that was there and then take the cargo where it was supposed to go if you can recover it. Like they're really interactive and interesting now. So I think that there was just um, there was a lot less guidance. But now you can go into Sea of Thieves and say, okay, I can either go play in a sandbox and find my own fun or let me, you know, do this tall tale, which are like um, a series of quests, which you would probably be used to from any other kind of game. And it tells a story and they've built out the lore a lot. And then this year, um, you guys were, were kind of talking about the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. Mm. They actually had a free for everyone Pirates of the Caribbean DLC content release. Mm. Um and it was about 10 hours of unique Pirates of the Caribbean story that was like merged into the lore of Sea of Thieves. And it is like the best piece of content I've played in anything this year. Like it was so much fun. And I did it all solo. <laughs> See, that's hilarious because my impression would be no one, you know, everyone's kind of down or not down. Nobody nobody talks lovingly about the series of Car Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Everyone loves the first movie and then things go off the rails. And then it starts to feel like, oh boy, they're cramming another thing into my game. And it's, you know, not really related. Sure, they're pirate related, but I don't know. if they, Like they, that was my impression of it when I heard it announced. But everybody I've talked to, now you included, have raved about it and said it was extremely well implemented. And even if you're not a fan of those movies, you might become one because you really like the way this was put in here, like that sort of thing. That's a, that's a tall well, yeah. order. That's hard to do. They didn't really. So essentially, the way that Rare tells it anyways, is that Disney approached them and said, hey, we were going to make a Pirates of the Caribbean game, but we were like, why build a pirate game when the best pirate game already exists? Can we make Pirates of the Caribbean in Sea of Thieves? And Rare was like, um... Yes. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> because sure. That's kind of why we built this game. So. <laughs> yeah. Now that's cool. We like so, money. Yeah, they like money. Everyone likes money. Well, that too, right? <laughs> a little bit of money never hurts. Okay, so you mentioned solo. I do want to get to this uh, either now or later or again, but I, I I want to at least ask that question. My concern early on was it didn't seem like it was very solo friendly, and we talked before the show briefly about how. I don't know. The older you get, the less the less fluid schedule you have to make sure all your friends are on at the same time, and you know everybody can kind of get in and do a do a run. Um, it seems like they've gone to some length anyway to make the game pretty fun in a solo way. And would you, you know, you're, you've had a bunch of solo experience. Would you agree? And am I going to have a good time that way? So I I do think that Sea of Thieves it is really really fun with friends. I think that if you're looking to um, like play more in the original way that the devs intended, which is like, go find your own fun. Then that's kind of where playing with friends comes because I mean, I've had tons and tons of nights with friends where, you know, we just goof off and do stupid stuff and don't really get any progress on anything. Don't really get anything done, but we have a lot of fun. And I think that that's what that part of the game is, is really made for. But, um, myself personally i play solo quite a lot just like when i have goals like when i wanted to do the pirates content or when i you know want to grind out a specific faction or something like 
or I want to do a specific tall tale. Like those, I actually find a lot easier to do solo because you're only managing yourself. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to kind of like herd the cats to get to all the same place and do the thing. Mm. <laughs> so, sure. um, yeah, when I when I have a specific goal that I want to do, I like playing solo. Uh, the one thing that you do have to remember, and I think that this was also a bit of a turnoff to everybody uh, at the beginning too. Maybe well, not everybody. Um, but some people, is that there are no PvE servers. Mm. Every single server technically is PvP. Now, gotcha. uh, that can be a little daunting as a solo player, uh, but I have found that the vast majority of the time, if I see anybody else, they don't bother me. Like, sometimes you get a jerk that'll chase you down for just the sake of chasing you down, but um, it's, it's not... Um, it's not really the end of the world anymore because Rare also heard those concerns and put a lot of like um, progress checks and like save points into their content. So it used to be if somebody sunk you in the middle of a tall tale, which is that big long quest line I was talking about, yeah. then you would just lose all your progress and have to start again. Ooh, but now like a, like they have checkpoints. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have checkpoints at the end of every chapter now. So even if you do get sunk, you can just go like restart and you've only lost maybe 10, 15 minutes of progress. Mm. So it's it's a lot better. And they also changed it so that like a lot of the things that you're working towards get recorded when you get the treasure on the ship. Including like if you're doing a voyage, your progress on the voyage is when you like dig up or or put the treasure on the ship as opposed to having to take it to an outpost. So again, if you get sunk and your treasure's stolen, you've lost the like turn in value, like the gold value, but not the progress on some of the other stuff you might have been working on. Okay. So interesting. So I actually it brings a big question in my head. Um, most of the games we talk about on the show and and certainly back when it was dedicated to World of Warcraft, the entirety of this show has always been about games where progression is represented in kind of traditional RPG elements, levels and skills unlocked at certain levels and max level. And then what do you do at end game and that sort of thing? This game doesn't have levels. It does Absolutely it differently. None of that. So explain <laughs> to me, how do they do, how do they give you your sense of progression without that usual skeletal structure we're used to? Bling, bling, man. <laughs> it's all about the cosmetics. <laughs> I mean, right. so it's, I mean, that's, that's, that's progression for a pirate, like a real pirate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and it's just you about know. how big your hat is. <laughs> Oh, there are some big hats. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's ship cosmetics. There are like pirate cosmetics. There's weapon cosmetics. There's cosmetics for anything you can carry and show to somebody else in the game. So like your compass, your bucket, your shovel, your telescope, all of it. There's tons of cosmetics. And that really is. Uh, oh, and player titles as well. So like when you complete some of these quests and things, they'll give you titles there's also um, now what they call player curses, which actually change like your your skin. So I think they just released one that was like the skin of rage or something that makes it look like you're like internally on fire. No. <laughs> there's also one that's called oh, the cool. gold curse, which like half of your face and stuff is all gold. Like they've uh, they've done like a lot of like literal skins <laughs> like that. So yeah, Sea of Thieves is all about cosmetics, which actually I really love. Because it never really feels like I'm behind and I can play with whoever I want. Right. So even if I have like a friend who only plays Sea of Thieves, I can jump in and play with them. Like Scott, you not playing since launch can jump in and play with me and you won't be any less powerful than I am. You might have a little bit less skill because you haven't like practiced using the sniper rifle. Sure. But you know, like you don't, your gear isn't holding you back. Oh, <laughs> you know, see, that's some people might laugh at you because you're in like a basic pirate outfit, but because <laughs> if somebody held if somebody held a gun to my head in a you know and said, "Hey, uh, quick, tell me what see if these progression system is," I'd go uh, RPG elements with levels and uh, probably some kind of level cap and try try to save my life. Right? That just seems normal, but this game somehow figured out a way to to traverse the. Um, I don't know the progression thing in such a way that it's you, you are making progress and you are accumulating wealth. I assume you're getting like yes. you get a ton of gold, right? Like that's the idea is you're trying to get gold and keep it uh, and then spend it on, you know, cool in-game items or, you know, uh, quest rewards or whatever. That's, or pets. They that's, have pets now. <laughs> that seems crazy to me that they pulled that off. I don't know why I'm so impressed with that, but I am because most games feel like they have to do the other thing to feel like you're making progress. 
And this game somehow said, no, you don't. You can you can just get in at an adventure and do some cool shit and you'll still feel like you, you accomplished a bunch of things. <laughs> but you don't have to, you know, oh, I got a power level to 50 or my friends are all there. Or, yeah, they can play with me, but it scales the dungeons back or, you know, all this kind of talk. And I don't know yeah, why I find that of, so refreshing. That it's super refreshing to me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, there are technically levels, but the levels are your reputation with the various factions in the game. So when the game came out, there were three. There were the Order of Souls, which is like the the spooky skeleton hunting ones. There's the Gold Hoarders, which are the ones who are only interested in like treasures. And then there's the merchants. And so they've since added a couple more. They added like a PvP arena. So um, that has a faction attached to it. And they added the Reapers, uh, which is basically like a PvP faction. So you get rewarded for like stealing, uh, sinking and stealing other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but <laughs> the good thing about that is as soon as somebody like allies themselves with the Reapers, everyone on the map can see them. So you can decide if you want to stay on that server or wrap up what you're doing and go. <laughs> oh, that's like sprinting with a flag in Halo, Garrett. Mm. <laughs> that'll, that'll get you seen every time. Um, I, I know this is a dumb thing and I just want to at least bring it up. But I can never get over how good the water looks in this game. <laughs> um, you know, the game itself is very it, stylized yeah, and cartoony, but so, gosh dang it, that water, dude. Look at that. I haven't played since the first week this game was out. Yeah. And uh, that's that's still what I remember from it, um, which is also like what I remember from like Black Flag, the only other pirate game that, you know, ever actually freaking released. And yeah. <laughs> I like, I live in Florida. I've been on boats a lot. Like, boy, does freaking sea of thieves like get it like yeah. they really get that experience and they've captured it really well that atmosphere yeah i i agree but i i just i just think there's a lesson in water tech here that i don't know anything about but someone needs to teach it like it's just insane and we're talking about overall kind of last gen tech even you know the game has been updated for taking advantage of newer newer consoles and of course pcs but um something about that water it makes me feel afraid to go in it <laughs> like it looks so incredibly season, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Season four actually added. So we're in season five now. Um, I think I mentioned earlier they have battle passes and every season they like bring out a new set of stuff to do, a new boss to defeat, like new PVE things, um, new grinds to do. And uh last season was the siren shrines. And they were on the bottom of the ocean in the middle of nothing. And you literally, the only way to get to them was to swim straight down. (laughs) So you get that like crushing, like terrifying water experience. (laughs) And then you get down to the bottom and they have like air bubbles and stuff you can find to, to stay down there and search for treasure and stuff. But yeah, that was, that was the one thing they added last season was these siren shrines and they're so scary (laughs) to get to. (laughs) I'm going to hundred percent be playing this later. I didn't expect to quite feel this way, but you've, you've, you've kind of sold me on it. Garrett, I'm wondering what you would want out of this experience like is there anything about sea of these other than your initial experience whether we were like boy i sure wish they'd do this and you know like what would drive you to play this more uh an eighth day of the week really yeah. uh <laughs> like just need more time yeah. i don't really have anything against it when it initially came out i was really excited and uh like after like three days i felt like i'd done everything there was to do in the game hmm. um while having made no progression um like not that it ever really had it a traditional progression system but it's not like i got anything particularly cool i didn't really get much in the way of gear but like yeah you know, i just went around and like found treasure and shot things and got owned by other players and i was like hey, okay it kind of seems like this is it mm. um just in slightly different locations of beautiful beaches and stuff and i guess it um, was kind of it then right it was, yeah at the time for yeah. sure yeah yeah and so now i mean hearing that it has all this stuff like one of these days i'm definitely gonna go play through the pirates of the caribbean stuff I'm going to install today. It's really it's really worth playing, honestly. Um, they did a really good job of, like, you feel, if you've been on the ride in Disneyland, that's what this content feels like. Except for instead of, like, they even have, like, you know, the crackly voice on the intercom. That's your narrator. Oh, weird. <laughs> like, it's actually <laughs> oh, really <God> cool. Bless. <laughs> yeah. If you stop moving, is it like, the ride has broken down. Please remain... <laughs> Please keep your, your peg legs and arms inside the vessel at all times. Yeah. They don't lean that far into it, but it's kind of like 
Um, it does have aspects of the ride. Like you get to actually get out and explore like that bayou area where the restaurant is. That's like a, a part of the DLC. That's one of the tales um, takes place there. And then there's uh, another part that takes place. And, you know, that fort with the battle that you that you ride through, you actually get to participate in that battle. Mm. So, yeah, there's a if you like the ride and you've been on the ride, there are a lot of like Easter eggy kind of things. Mm. <laughs> what would you compare the combat to if you had to like what what is it? Is it like Skyrim? Because it is first person, right? That's the main mode. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is first person. Mm. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to say i mean you you have your choice of two weapons so the the two out of four so there's a sniper rifle a pistol a shotgun or a blunderbuss and a sword (laughs) (laughs) and so you have to choose two you can only carry two um and so there are um kind of different strategies based on whether you're double gunning or, you know, if you're bringing a sword and and how that kind of plays out. And uh, so, I mean, combat wise, like I haven't ever really played anything else like it because it's very simplistic. Mm-hmm. But and, you don't, and you don't mean that in a modified, negative way. Like we talked yeah. about earlier, it's not modified by anything that's like not modified by gear, not modified by skills or any other RPG elements. So it's just kind of like, very bare bones relying on player skill. (laughs) That's interesting because so that tells me that probably there's no gated weapons either. I mean, you may have skins or something. Oh, no. Yeah, no, nothing's gated. You just as soon as you log in as a level one player, you have access to all four weapons. Go for it. And all four weapons are just as powerful as someone who's been playing since day one. (laughs) I don't know why I'm finding this so refreshing. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm as much as I love, you know, we all we're all MMO players here. We love we love starting at one and working our way up and unlocking things. And there's something to be said for all of that. But, you know, as somebody who's been surrounded by those kinds of mechanics, not just here, but in shooters and, you know, everything that that has these kind of progression mechanics are always based on levels, unlocking gated things that I can't get to because I'm not there yet or whatever. This it sounds refreshing, or at least it sounds like they nailed, they finally nailed what, the the right tenor here, um, because obviously struggled in the beginning. I like your comparison to uh, No Man's Sky. That's a game that you know launched very disappointingly for almost everybody involved. And those guys just put their heads down and said, well, we're still making our game. So here comes our game. Here comes an update. You're going to be, you know, you'll sure like this update. You might like this update. And now I feel like we owe them an apology for being so mean to them on launch day, even though <laughs> even though it launched bad. Right. It did. And, and it and- did. It had a bad launch. But they did something that I don't think I've ever seen another game dev do is they said, OK, we've heard your feedback. We launched pretty empty. We get it. Here was our plan for the content for the next year. We're going to release it in the next six months. And Mm. they just smooshed their entire timeline down and said, "Okay, here, you're going to get a new update every month. Let's go. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) See, that's insane to me that they've been able to do that and that they keep doing it. Like in No Man's Sky case, they keep doing it. And I feel like saying to them, you know, I will. I'll buy some DLC or something. Like, do you have like a. (laughs) You know, you can do a little Lots package. Of- All the updates are free. Yeah. I haven't put any more money into it right. outside of buying cosmetics because obviously they have like a cosmetic store. They have a battle pass where if you buy it, then you get, you know, extra cosmetics. Um, sure. So, yeah, they, they have ways to pay, but you don't have to. Yeah. All of the updates, all the content is free. Gosh, Almost like it. it's a good way to do a game as a service. Yeah. It's hey, like, hey, here, hey. here it all is. You like it? We have a battle pass. We're not going to force you into it, but yeah. here it is. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's the right balance. And I know some, you know, many companies are trying to find that balance still, but it feels pretty good to me, at least on paper. And again, you know, I haven't tried it since launch, but now I'm all sorts of excited to to play the game. And there are multiple people in my life who play it. You play it. Bo Schwartz plays it with his friends all the time. They're always like, hey, we got a slot. You want to get in? I'm like, oh, I don't know. See if Thieves, really? Mm, I don't know. And then, <laughs> and then I, you know, and then I'm like, well, oh, boy, sh- Josh sure loves that game. I I just need to give. In fact, you had for a while there, you had like a little podcast about it, right? And that was in the early days of this thing. Yeah, and that really fell off because literally, like we we covered. I actually did it with Siv, who's in the chat oh, room yeah, right now. Right. But yeah. uh, it was it was really really fun. But uh, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about in the first like month of the game. So we kind of <laughs> went, ah, we'll go on hiatus and. Honestly, I've I've wanted to. I've talked to Siv. I'm like, can I just bring it back as like a solo show or something? Like, mm. I just want to talk about this game. People need to know mm. about this game. Yeah. Um, but on, I just I haven't had the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, like I I really and truly love it. And 
outside of Dead by Daylight and Hearthstone, it's the only other game I watch on Twitch. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I was going to ask what the health of the game is on, on Twitch. I guess there's probably some pretty dedicated community streamers and stuff for the game. I there assume. definitely are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's not, uh, it's it's usually up there in terms of viewership. Like it's in the first couple of rows of games if you browse by game. So, um, and there's some, uh, yeah, there's some streamers that get, you know, like a few thousand at a time and stuff. It's It's no like disguised toast levels of viewership but yeah. you know they're they do well <laughs> well it makes me so after seeing how many websites are dedicated to it how many fan sites how many uh you know different things that are going on youtube channels that are focused on it, that sort of thing it made me uh realize that a i'd been sort of missing out on you know the potential of this game and playing it and all of that but um what it tells me is that there's a long life ahead of it. It sounds like this thing has got some some legs and they're not slowing down in terms of uh, development. I Honestly, f- from everything I've learned, it feels like this might be the reason that we've never seen hide nor hair of Ubisoft's Skull and Bones pirate game. Um, I think they thought they could own that space given their Assassin's Creed Black Flag history and just sort of, you know, all of that stuff was was great at the time. So maybe they'll be the ones to bring it. And then that thing went on like, hey, what, what about Skull and Bones? And it's been like, you know, it's forever. It's still technically vaporware. under development. Like, it is, right? Yeah. I was so, so I, excited for that damn game, too. Black I was, Flag too. Was the last Assassin's Creed I liked. Yeah. I, I mean, I loved Black Flag. Loved it. And I loved... This is why I'm mad at myself. Because it feels like I've always wanted a good playground of piracy. Like the pirate playground, the ultimate video game pirate playground, has been under my nose the entire time. It's just called Sea of Thieves, and I haven't been playing it. And that annoys me as a gamer. So uh, I'm going to fix that and play it. Um, it'll be interesting to see, though. Like Speaking of uh, co-op games, this has been a kind of a big year for that. Back for Blood. Uh, I did play a bit of that Aliens Strike Team game. Or Strike Team? Elite Force, whatever the hell it is. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's basically Left 4 Dead, but with Aliens from the Aliens franchise. And I kind of like some of the stuff they're doing in there. But it's, you know, whatever. It's one of those. Uh, games like Deep Rock Galactic. I'm a big fan of that game. These these three to four player games where you're cooperative, cooperatively doing a thing, earning either levels or equipment or gear or whatever. Uh, it does seem like that that genre, that subgenre, is having a bit of a moment. I wonder how this compares to that. Like, I assume there's a lot of similarities because if you're playing with four of you, you got dude bailing out water in the bottom of the ship. You got somebody up top you know, trying to snipe your enemy. You got somebody else running cannons, I guess, or whatever. Like, how do those compare, Jocelyn, to to these games I've mentioned? Like, say Left 4 Dead as an example. Would you would you compare this positively to that kind of cooperation in a game? Um, I would I would say yeah. I think like a lot of things in Sea of Thieves, it's a little bit more kind of like flexible. <laughs> like it is, it is very sandboxy in that you can kind of like create your own strategies in a lot of ways for whatever kind of content that you're doing. And I think that um, there's a lot of um, because again, you're you're talking about a game that does do a mix of PVE and PvP which means you're also going to change what you're doing and your strategies quite often. So it's not like anybody gets like penned into one specific role. Like it's very much like you might be the person steering the ship, but then, oh my God, the the person that was doing the bailing got killed. So now you have to leave that role and you have to go and do something else. Or, you know, you have to man the cannon. Someone else has to steer when they respawn or, you know, like it's a lot more fluid than a lot of co-op games. Like you're not... You're not picking a role. You're not stuck in a in a space. You can kind of just do whatever needs doing at the time it needs to happen because again, everybody has the same kit. <laughs> hey everybody, quick conversations about some of my favorite brands like Canva Pro. It's a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks of your mouse. Designing with Canva Pro is fast, super fun to use and really easy. You can choose from thousands of professionally made templates. Those are super easy to customize as well. You can do like drag and drop stuff. Really easy. Start from scratch if you want to. Comes with endless premium fonts, videos, photos, and more elements that give your stuff the style and personality you're trying to achieve. Get all this and more with a Canva Pro subscription. Stay on top of team projects with an easy organized system that allows you to share, edit, and comment in real time using Canva Pro. 
And with Canva Pro's content planner, you save time planning, creating, and posting your social media content as well. And you and up to four teammates can unlock Canva Pro for just $12.99 a month. That's crazy. The point and click stuff is easy, but what I like most about it is any video, any font, any graphic that I was looking for, it just had it. That's always the hard bit, is finding those things. Making it all work and look good, well, that was the easy part because Canva Pro is a pretty rad tool. Wow your audience with Canva Pro, the easiest way to create these presentations. Get a free 45-day extended trial by going to canva.me slash instance. That's C-A-N-V-A dot me slash instance and get your free 45-day extended trial now. Also like to thank Mac Weldon. They're a premium men's essentials brand. They believe in smart design and high-quality fabrics. Can confirm this holiday season. They want to help you stay stylish and comfortable no matter what the occasion, whether it's an office party, getting together with family and friends, or just watching, I don't know, a movie or a game or whatever on TV at home. Their innovative daily wear system has taken the hard work out of outfit planning with pieces designed to work together for any occasion, saving you time and sparing any extra holiday stress. Mack Weldon's warm knit collection features shirts, vests, pajama pants, and other stuff like that, and it's going to keep you warm. When it's all cold out, it's like a foot of snow outside where I live. This innovative technology is going to use your own body heat and keep you nice and cozy. Also with their Ace Collection, they pair super soft, high-performance fabric with great style. They're offering great gift sets this holiday with limited edition color drops and bevy of new uh, releases. That's happening right now. Their holiday gift sets are the perfect thing to get any guy on your list. So... Uh, do it. I love it. I have pants and shirts and stuff, all kinds of things I got from Mac Weldon and everything fits great. And I'm blown away by that warm knit thing. You, you may hear it and go, whatever. I'm telling you, it works. And it really is a perfect holiday gift. So for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash instance and enter the promo code instance. That's MacWeldon.com slash instance and the promo code instance for 20% off. Mac Weldon, getting it right this holiday season. And finally, are you feeling a little down? Do you need just a little bit of help? Well, ask yourself, first of all, what interferes with your happiness prevents you from achieving your goals? Do you want to start quickly and start talking to somebody within 48 hours? Well, good news. You can connect in a safe and online environment. Uh, very convenient. Never have to sit in a waiting room. Better help is the place. They're committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. and They have a range of expertise that you may not even find locally to help you out. Whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, sleeping issues, whatever it may be, they're there to help and they are not a crisis line. It's professional counseling. Okay? That's what it's for. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash instance. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash instance for 10% off your first month. So if you were going to recommend, I don't know, let's say streamers that I could go find and watch. And like, who do you, do you have somebody you follow a lot and would recommend to listeners? I do. I have two, actually. Um, they stream together quite often, and uh, I think they're really entertaining. And the thing that I like even more than the fact that I just think they're so hilarious is that they kind of have like a code mm. <laughs> that when they're playing Sea of Thieves. So like they a pirate have, code? A pirate yeah, code. Yeah, like a pirate code. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So is it more like guidelines? <laughs> yeah, guidelines? it really is more like guidelines. <laughs> uh, we've got we've got a set of guidelines here we like to adhere to. Yeah. yeah. So they pretty much most of the time, big old asterisks here, don't shoot first. Mm. <laughs> um, PvP is basically the only thing they have left in the game because they both play like all day, every day. Sure. So they don't have a lot of PvE content left to do. So PvP is where they find their fun. So they will go and try to find other players and they will talk to other players and say like, hey, how's it going? And if the other ship shoots at them, oh, it's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah. They go around as a welcome brigade that will murder you if they, if you try to murder them. Right. Very much. Okay. <laughs> I love right, that. Cool. That's that's, that's, a, that's a hell of a welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the first one I'm going to, I'm going to mention is his name is Beardageddon. 
And he is just so good. He plays, uh, sometimes he'll do um, duos with the other streamer, Boxy Fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also often plays solo. So if you are interested in in what a solo pirate can do, I mean, he's an absolute god. <laughs> like, I mean, I cannot, like actually shoot a cannon anywhere near as well as he can like he'll be an island away and be able to hit another ship moving and i'm just like i i can't i don't understand he's on, <laughs> too many uh, physics he's on right he's on right now playing this guy clearly playing a lot uh literally yeah. on right now in the morning well i guess it's afternoon now in some parts of the country but that's pretty impressive uh all right cool uh and you mentioned the other one boxy fresh he's uh they they'll in fact i think he might be on the boat with him at the moment I think, yeah, I think Beard and, and Boxy, I think this might be a co-op day for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, I'll definitely check those guys out. Um, if you at home have thoughts, questions, feelings about that game, or you played a ton and you think we got something wrong or, or right or whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Oh, I was going to ask you this. Obviously, this is on PC and console. Do you have a preference? Like, is it better on your butt? Is it better on the PC? What do you, what do you like? Um, I do play both because Game Pass is on Xbox and PC. So it's great because I have one account that mm-hmm. I can just play on PC or go sit on my couch. And the other great thing is that it has full crossplay. So if you have friends on any platform, you can just play with them. Nice. So and everybody who you're actually going to come into contact with is also on any platform. Like all the servers are everybody's mixed. I do like that. Um, all right. Very nice. Uh, let us know what you think at home. Our email address is the instance at gmail.com. Let's get to some of these games we're playing this week. Uh, so I got, uh, it's, it's my final fantasy's fault, but I got completely hooked on, uh, the old Republic again. I'm playing through the entirety of, uh, the freaking Sith inquisitor storyline and I can't help it. And that's just how it is. So, Sorry. Look, if you got a bunch of cues and I can never get into your game, I have no other choice but to go scratch my itch somewhere else. And then that other place might might hook me in, and it did. So I'm good for now. Thanks for the 21 days of uh, bonus time Final Fantasy, and I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. But I never did play that storyline for the Sith Inquisitor, and I literally subbed to the game because I liked what I was doing so much. I was like, well, wait a minute. Let me get all these benefits and bonuses from subbing to freaking Old Republic. <laughs> Which is now old. Uh, in the that- year 2021, here Scott is, is subbing to the old republic. <laughs> I know, dude. And this is, you know, I mean, famous, I don't know, famously, but way back in the day, there was a spinoff of this show called The Instance of the Old Republic. And well, 10 uh, years ago, yeah. 2011 is when Tor originally released. Was yeah. it really? Oh, my God. Yes, 10 years. Um, yeah. Game is really good. It's very good. And um, I'm it's, it's really It's Bioware it. before they st- Stopped making good games. Yeah, it's, bi- it's some of the best Bioware writing, period. I've played all their games, and I think some of that writing is, I think it's some of the best stuff I've ever, I've ever seen. I think that you can make a movie out of this Inquisitor line or TV show or something. It's, the the so original good. Sith Warrior quest line is some of the most fun I've ever had in an RPG. I got to be the biggest, most evil bastard I've ever been in a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm going, what's, what's great is I'm going Sith Inquisitor, but I'm going light picks every time. Just to piss off uh, Kim, whatever his name is, the big hulking thing, you, your first companion. That guy's pissed at me all the time. He is very dissatisfied with what you just said. He does not approve. He's like constantly <laughs> pissed at what I'm doing. But I'm gone, I've gone like full light side Sith, and it's, and it's kind of pissing everybody off in the game. And the game's really good at that stuff. The stories are great. The voice acting's insane. I think the gameplay holds up. It's fine. It's just like any other tab target MMO. And um, they put a lot of quality of life things in there. Super hooked on the old Republic. I don't know what's going on. Uh, don't okay, worry, Final so- Fantasy. I'll get back to you. Okay, I will. But your servers have to let me in to that for that to happen. Okay, <laughs> and I play at times where everyone's on. I can't help it. I don't. I can't play in the morning. I can't play weird off hours. I have to play when I can play. And when I do, it's like five thousand people. So, so hey, so, so Scott, uh, planet. <laughs> How long is your queue? Is it two hours? Log in two hours before you plan to play. Oh, I've done that, but then I get that 2002 error often, more often well, than that not. That happens sometimes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, way more often than not. I heard they fixed that. Well, it didn't work for me two days ago, so maybe... It fixed maybe some, I don't know. if the, There's quite a few errors, and they're 
really good about giving granular updates on all of them. So I don't know off the top of my head which areas have been fixed and which ones haven't. Yeah. And they, to, to their credit, I, you know, to make things really clear here, even though I subbed to the game and, you know, it's a service I can't get into when I want to get into it. I'm not, I am not, I have no grudges for them. I think they're working as hard and best they can. I think that there's so many factors going into this. A, it's a good MMO that people are already playing. B, a gigantic expansion that ends the current storyline of the entirety of that game so far is a big deal for, for new and returning players and, and dedicated players. And thirdly, there's an exodus happening right now. And a lot of those people are going to final fantasy from things like, wow. And it's just congestion after congestion. And they can't buy server stuff fast enough because of the chip shortage. It's like, so all this stuff kind of combining to be a perfect storm of both good and bad for them. And I don't hold, I hold no ill will. I, this, I can't imagine what all this is like to deal with. In some ways, it's a great problem to have. You're the hot thing right now. Congratulations. Well done. You're having your moment, but, uh, it's I haven't been able to get in. And this other game, oh, by the way, tons of people in Star Wars. They're all over the place in that game. <laughs> that seems to be like Garrett said last week. It's a healthy game. People are playing it. And uh, I have no problem grouping or finding people or people are asking me to be in their guilds and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's insane. Um, so anyway, I'll get my fill of that. And then I'll come back when the queues are a little lower. And, you know, it'll all be fine. All right. So everybody. I look forward little- to seeing your hot bunny girl. Yeah. <laughs> That that will never happen. You know, there's two things I'll never be. Hot bunny girl, and I'll never be one of those little, I call them potato head people, but the little gnomey, what are they called? La la. I, I, I have no idea. I call them gnomes. The little la la lunars or la lolo lolos or whatever they are. The shitty little <laughs> anime little shitty things. I hate them. I, hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Cannot deal uh, with those characters. And, and all the, the stuff in, in Ulda bores me senseless, but I do love the the combo of leaders of their that jacked shirtless dude and the tiny little sultana. I find that that mix hilarious. Oh yeah, the combo's pretty funny. But oh La La Fell, there it is. Thank you, chat. Uh, it's just about as dumb as I was saying. So there you go. All right. Uh, I also options, Scott. I also played a ton of Halo. I'm gonna hold that thought until we talk to Garrett because he played a lot of Halo. <laughs> Um, I opened up, I, I popped up a lot. I played a game called the gunk, which, uh, <laughs> just launched yesterday. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. I think yesterday or Wednesday, maybe on game pass. Uh, but it's also available on steam and other places. Um, the developer was nice enough to send me a code for the, uh, series X, even though I could play it on the series X, uh, just part of game pass. So it's kind of weird, but, but anyway, uh, it's um, the developers who make the Steam World game or Steam World Dig, Dig Two, Steam World Heist, those Steam World games, two D kind of robot games that are very well thought of. Gilgamesh is also another good one. Um, they're this is their first three D game, uh, very next gen, lots of cool features, uh, generation wise. Uh, you know, one hundred twenty frames per second, beautiful. Uh, you know, graphically really nice, all that stuff. The whole idea is gorgeous. Yeah, it's really pretty. Basically, I'm about only about two hours in. In some ways, it's a simple game. It's like uh, Zelda environment puzzles mixed with a little bit of, and I don't mean this in a bad way because I know some people don't like it, but Super Mario Sunshine had the like spray everything down and clean it mechanic. This I has, loved Sunshine. <laughs> I did too. I like Sunshine. I just know a lot of people are real sensitive about Sunshine for some reason. Um, but Sunshine had the, you know, the backpack and the clean, the goop, and then you'd unlock stuff and all that. This game has that, except you're sucking stuff in. It's like a great big, it's the gunk. It's this gelatinous goo that's like obscuring places you need to go or covering something important or whatever. And your job is to take this robot hand and and like vacuum it up uh, to, to clear certain areas out. And the act of doing that is actually kind of really fun in itself. And so I'm finding that really compelling mechanically lot of uh, platform puzzles like uh, how am I going to get there from here oh right I got to do this which grows a mushroom which does this thing the planet you're on looks like a no man's sky planet biome just really crazy and pretty lots of colors and the story so far is interesting the voice acting's kind of terrible but the character is growing <laughs> on me it's their first game I said this on core it's their first game with voice acting because all those steamroll games are like and then text right kind of your animal crossing style of communication and uh this is their first with with an actual cast and it's a little jarring that it's not great but like i say it's actually it's actually gotten better as i've 
gone along. But mechanically, in some ways, it's simple, but I'm I'm liking that about it. I like that I'm just sort of, all right, I got to solve this. And now I'm past that. Now I'm in a new place. I got to solve that and past that. And I think the art style is really neat. Um, it's cool. It's called The Gunk. It's available now. You guys should play it. I like it a lot. Jocelyn, you played a game I had to fall off of because it scared me so bad. Tell me about it. It scared you? Yeah. Oh, really? Alan Wake. I can't. Well, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. Alan Wake. Okay. Sorry, sorry. You play Control with the Alan Wake DLC. Alan Wake scared me. Control made me feel nervous. I don't know how to explain this. It's the first game hmm. where I felt... Um, Lots of games make you feel lots of different ways. Control made me feel like I was going to die any second all the time. And I couldn't play it very long because of that. It was weird. Not me, but my character. Huh. I don't mean I felt that, like that's I was That's my true die. answer to when I'll play Sea of Thieves when I finally beat Control. Because that <laughs> game impressed the pants out of me. And I still haven't beaten it just because of time. Yeah, that game is really cool. But uh, how's the Alan Wake DLC? Is it Does it make it scary? Because Alan Wake scared me pretty bad. Uh, yeah, so... If you guys aren't familiar with Control, Control kind of brings together the Remedy universe. And so I fell off of Control originally because I just like I couldn't really get into it. I couldn't really get into the combat. I didn't like it all that much. I just kind of like I played a couple hours and I was like, eh. But then with the Alan Wake remaster coming out, I played, I hadn't played Alan Wake originally and I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Mm. It was like the perfect Joss game. Mm. So then when I found out Control had an Alan Wake DLC, I was like, okay, you know what? This is enough of a reason for me to kind of push through. And I do think Control's a little bit hard to get into because story-wise, they just kind of throw you off the deep end. It's basically like if X-Files had a full like department of the government. So they just like, it's way out there. It's all like multi-dimensional, crazy universe stuff. And it is very hard to wrap your head around in some cases. And they also start you with a very basic set of combat powers. But as soon as you start to unlock some of the later things and like, it really makes the combat super fun. As soon as you can kind of start like flying in the air, that's when it really started to flying in the air and telekinetic throwing things powers. Then I was like, okay, now I see the fun in this game. Yeah, it's really <laughs> so, impressive. Visually, it's really impressive. But yeah. I, remember, I remember it being the first game I'd ever seen ray tracing in. That was like my first exposure to to that tech. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I went over to my buddies. He had just gotten a, a card that could do it and he had it loaded up and he was like, yo, yeah. Look at this shit. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was impressive. I remember thinking, oh, man, this is really cool. And I don't know why I fell off of it other than there was a feeling of like, it just made me feel anxious, that game. And I don't know oh, why. It's kind of, there's a real sense of dread in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is part of what and I like unease. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's very atmospheric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so when you go into the Alan Wake DLC portion, it's basically like they took everything that went wonky in Alan Wake and then kind of put it into the building, into this investigations wing Mm -hmm. and expanded on the story and the idea and what happened to one of the major characters from Alan Wake. And um, you get the actual Alan Wake voice actor doing like voiceover stuff, like Alan Wake's like talking to you, which is really cool. And like, like from another dimension sort of thing. And then um, you also get to like they play on those themes of the darkness, which was like the the big bad in Alan Wake. And they use it in really, really cool ways. And there's so much content. I think it cost me like $12 Canadian. But there's so much content that it took me about like seven hours to play through, I think. And my entire control playthrough with the DLC, because you can play it like in line with the regular control story. Yeah. Um, so my whole campaign was about 20 hours um, and the Alan Wake DLC took up seven of that. Like oh the investigations gosh. wing is huge. Yeah, that's a lot. And uh, and it was a really good story and a very difficult boss. And uh, yeah, I like I just absolutely loved it. It was amazing. So okay. I think if you if you haven't played the Alan Wake DLC or if you hadn't haven't made it all the way through control, it's worth doing both those things. But the so I found the campaign enemies kind of maxed out around like five or six. Mm. The um, Alan Wake DLC, though, you can play it in line with the campaign. Their enemies are like levels seven and eight. So it is a little bit harder combat wise, but uh, but still really, really rewarding. Mm. That's interesting. So did did does 
how do I put this? Do you play as Alan Wake or is it just her the whole time? No, you play as her the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So he's not, he's not playable character in the way that he is. No, he's game. not a playable character. No, right. he's just kind of like, you're learning more about the events at Cauldron Lake and they, um, cause they have all the case files and stuff that you can find as collectibles all the way through the game. They have all of those case files, but for like Cauldron Lake and Alan Wake and, and the guy that came before him, whose name I'm totally blanking on now, but the other writer guy, um, oh, yeah. and like those brothers that were the rock stars and like all of that, like they just like flesh out all that backstory and stuff. It's really cool. <laughs> okay. So well, all right. So confirmed. The we everyone thought it was true already, but the two worlds are com- they're they're related. They're they're in the same yes. universe. Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. And right. it actually uh, it ends with a tease of Alan Wake two that was just announced officially at the Game Awards. You probably got excited about that, is my guess. So excited. <laughs> yeah. I know you're a big fan. I, Alan Wake scared the shit out of me. I don't know if I can do it. We'll see. Um, all right, Garrett, Halo. Halo all the time. Halo. Halo's great. What do you think of Halo? How's it going? I, I, had a very, I had a very busy week, so the only thing I really touched on that isn't like, you know, something I usually play is Halo. Yeah. Yeah. So and I just played Halo. Halo or? is... Uh, I, had the, I really like this, man. This this is definitely the best 343 Halo by like a landslide freaking victory. This puts four and five to shame. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. I mean, if I'm to compare it to anything... So, so the Bungie Halos three was the high was the watermark for me, or maybe Reach. I don't know, but that this, whole stint of three ODST into Reach was just like, wow, you can't yeah. f up a game. Yeah, they killed it during that whole stretch, and I think this. I'm putting this on par with that experience for me, certainly in multiplayer, and and that's still being improved in terms of you know progress in your yeah. your progression. But I think that the gameplay, the rock paper scissors that is Halo has never felt better. It feels so it's, good. It's so freaking good. And, yeah. and, and the open world ish really works. Like it really, really works. Um, I've heard a lot of the similar kind of, um, you know, critiques of it saying they needed like different biomes. And I agree with that, yeah. but I don't know, for, for the first time to really kind of like add an open world aspect to a Halo game, like, damn, it it really fits. It yeah. feels like a missing piece of the puzzle that you didn't realize was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, the puzzle's done. We understand Halo. Halo is this. Yeah. And they're like, but what if it's this and that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, more of that, please. And just hearing that theme and his voice, Master Chief saying shit, it's all I needed. It's what I wanted. Yeah, you know? I, I just I just got to a scene where he's talking to someone who's having like a nervous breakdown, and I'm like, Master Chief is having a human moment. Yeah, <laughs> and it works. It, does. And it doesn't works. feel it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, like who like that? I'm I'm impressed with the writing. Like I know I'm still kind of confused as to what the hell's going on arc wise. <laughs> yeah, but the the moment moment to moment like scenes like. Uh, it's really impressive. They've really got good characters in this one. You like hearing um, uh, Darren DePaul go off as the main baddie, and uh, it's a, it's it's got a, it's. If there's, if there's one thing I would like to say, and I tweeted this yesterday, and I meant it, is that elites are always infinitely cooler than brutes. I don't know who decided brutes are better. They're not. Yeah, they're they are the not. most generic bad guys ever. It's yeah. just space orcs again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I miss elites big time. Yeah, I kind of. I agree. don't need Darren DePaul breathing in my face anymore. Yeah, I feel like got, I can smell his breath. He's got a. He's got a very. He's really good at that guttural deep thing. I mean, it's basically Reinhardt. It's extremely but, well done. Yeah, yeah, I just. I'm just like, man. Like you went to Brutes in two, and we haven't been back to Elites since one. Like, please, I miss Elites. Let's yeah, go back. It's been a while. Let's make Elites the bad guys again. Well, uh, yeah, Halo's great. Um, I I think it's a, a fitting proper you know flagship title for my for microsoft i think this is a really good thing for them to have and um plays great on pc it's cross play across all the platforms everybody's playing it everywhere and uh it's nice to see the the big boy back in the big chair uh all right let's get to an email and then we'll get out of here today check this out you guys it's an email hello there the instance at gmail.com is the email address this comes from eric it's very short and sweet he says hey how come you guys haven't talked about that new sylvanas in-game cinematic just wondering eric uh i have a simple answer for this but i want to put it around the table real quick garrett any reason why you're not super you know oh it's all i can think about is that sylvanas trailer i don't <laughs> care anymore they've made me bored with my favorite character 
Yeah, your favorite. I was gonna say your favorite character of all time in the World of Warcraft lore. Well, it's Arthas, but Arthas is dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. So it was Sylvanas, and I'm just sick of her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any more Sylvanas. You, I don't like what you did with her. I'm out. Yeah. Are you? Uh... Air it out. <laughs> this is like this, this is like uh, 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 Snyder movies. I don't care anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean we like it. We like our Superman. You know, we 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 like our Batman, whatever. But we don't want any more Snyder business uh, at all. I, I think there's a way to maybe make her interesting again. But this this turn of events and where they've taken her over the last couple of expansions, I just could not be bothered at the moment. Uh, uh, in terms of interest, I just can't. I, let's I let's go to the Death Realm and make it boring. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, so that's why, Eric, uh, Jocelyn, <laughs> do you? Uh, what's your level of of care for such things? Uh, so I still am heroic rating. Um, and so I'm assuming new Sylvanas cinematic. He's talking about the cinematic at the end of the raid because uh, one thing I have definitely stopped paying attention to is like PTR news and data mining. Mm. I've decided that ruins everything, and I hate it. So like I I very much enjoyed like seeing things in the context of the game, but I completely agree with you guys. The last two expansions have had terrible story and they seemed like they were going to do something super cool at the beginning of Shadowlands. And that questing experience was really fun, but man, did it fall off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of Sylvanas and her storyline, um, I think that there's potential for her to go in interesting ways but i don't know if i have faith in the wow writers at this point to write her in an interesting way which is frustrating (laughs) um so i i don't know i think that uh, they're also kind of glossing over some of the more horrible things she's done by saying like oh but it's cool she's got her soul back now so doesn't count la 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 redemption woo and i'm like oh she killed a lot of people (laughs) yeah she did she's uh she's she's trouble i will say this to their credit this is one of the best looking in-game cinematics it is the best looking in-game cinematic i've seen out of that company and they've done a lot of them, and they've been pretty great since Miss really, Miss of Pandaria really upped the game uh, for these, and they've you know built better tools and better whatever. But I, it's never looked this good, like uh, on a technical level, it's freaking gorgeous. And when you do see it, Jocelyn, I think you'll be blown away by it. It's very, very well made. Taron Gregory and his team are killing it. Um, I just can't be bothered with this. The arc, it's just not interesting to mm-hmm. me anymore. I, yeah, I, in yeah, chat room, I'm, like I'm I literally out. just said, I don't know anything about PTR or data mining. So if this cinematic you're talking about is the end of raid, that's the impressions I have from the end of raid. I don't know where they're taking it. I just know what they left me with at the end of the most current raid. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I want I want to be. I loved. Uh, that I love that character. I'm with Garrett, like one of my favorite characters of all time. I just don't like where it's at. So that's why we didn't bring it up. Sorry, Eric, but don't worry. <laughs> if they can if they can fix all that, hey, I'll bet we'll talk about it again. And you know what, Joss, when you do get to it, tell us what you think. Because maybe we're wrong. Maybe maybe I will for sure. Like I say, I am still playing, I am still rating, so uh I'm I'm sure I'll get to it uh, like eventually when they release it, which might be next summer <laughs> at the current pace that they're going. Yeah. Um but yeah, I'm I'll, I'm sure I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I will argue that the latest this this latest cinematic is so technically proficient. I'd watch an entire 12 episode series of something made in this engine. Whatever this and is. And we're back to why doesn't Blizzard make TV? Yeah. And why, yeah, why, we're back to that whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> why did you guys let Arcane beat you to the freaking punch? Because there's so much here. It's really nice. I'm looking at it now and I'm trying not to show it because it spoil people, but it's really pretty. They really killed it with that. All right. Uh, that's it for your emails. If you would like to answer, you know, talk about that or anything else you want to bring up, let us know. The instance at Gmail. Dot com. Quick reminder, patreon.com slash instance is where you can support the show. We mentioned some names at the top of the show. If you want to get mentioned, it's a very good way of doing it. Go over there and sign up today for all kinds of great benefits. Weekly bonus shows, uh, content sent in the mail, like literally mailing you cool things. Where else are you going to get that? Well, probably a few places, but hey, you can get it here. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash instance. All right, let's throw it around the table. Anybody got anything cool going on? Garrett, what's going on in your world? What's happening? 
I don't know if you can hear that squeal, but my battery backup is clearly malfunctioning, and the only way to turn this off is to power off my computer. Oh, no! So please go to YouTube.com slash TV and watch my new Final Fantasy XIV content before my head f***ing explodes. Yes! All right, well done. That's a bummer. Have that happen right in the middle of... Uh, or at the, I guess it's better at the end of the show than earlier on in the show. <laughs> Look at him flip it off. Uh, hey, Jocelyn, you do anything fun? What's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. Bye, bye Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to be streaming tonight. Uh, it's our final stream of Extra Life. So this is the last time you'll hear me mention it. <laughs> uh, oh, nice. But yeah, tonight is a, is the final event of our Extra Life uh, fundraiser. And uh, yeah, so if you guys want to uh, come and hang out, we're going to play Kiwi. Ooh. And then we're going to play some Dead by Daylight. So I knew there'd be Dead by Daylight in there again. Because Oh, yeah, there always yeah. is. And Ryan is hooked on it now. So I've done my duty. Oh, well done. <laughs> That's good to know. Ryan Murphy finally not finally seeing the light or he'll be dead by the day light. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to come up with something good there, but I couldn't think of it. Uh, hey, uh, if you like what you're listening to here, you might like something else over at the Frog Pants Network, frogpants.com for all those details uh we're on twitter as well at instance show and if you're looking to contact us once again the instance at gmail.com we will not be here next week because it's freaking christmas eve you guys nobody does christmas eve shows that's ridiculous uh so don't come here next week for that but uh don't worry plenty of content coming we look forward to seeing uh you guys in the new year and talking to you then or no, not New Year. We'll still have another show before the New Year, I think. Yeah, it'll it'll be New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. And that we can do, I think. We can crank yeah. one of those out in the morning. Nobody's drunk by then. We'll be fine. <laughs> can I be drunk by then? You can totally be drunk by then. It's entirely up to you. As long as you don't break any Twitch rules, I think we're safe. Um, all right, that's, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back next time, certainly with more. And um, uh, I feel like I have something else I'm supposed to say. Go play Sea of Thieves. That's what I was going to say. Go do that. That game's great, and I'm going to play it today. I installed it. All right, we'll see you soon. Love you all. Bye. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com.